Thanks for listening to this Arrow FM podcast shared on accessmedia.nz with the support of New Zealand On Air. Hey, hey, beautiful people, and welcome to World Domination. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, and you are in the perfect place to level up. Here I cover all things personal development, mindset, healing, spirituality, and manifesting your most abundant and impactful life. All done with a massive dose of real talk and an open book policy, because who has time for superficial chit-chat? Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing you, and thank you for showing up when it would be way easier to watch Netflix. Let's get into it. Oh, and don't forget to connect with me over on Instagram at themonicaferguson. Hey, hey, beautiful people, Monica Ferguson here. Welcome to this week's episode of World Domination. And this is a great topic. (laughs) And I'm going to come at it from a slightly different angle. Right now, you guys would have heard me speak about focus, 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 focus many, many times. But this is the new concept that I want to bring, okay, which is believe it and then you'll see it. Right now, so often... Most of us and every single client for a start who comes to me is operating in a very reactive way, right? So they're looking at their life, they're getting triggered by it, they're, you know, they're looking at the bills, they're looking at the crappy relationship, they're looking at their health, and then they're feeling bad about it, which just creates more of that, right? And here's the key. If we actually want to create change, growth, transformation, radical stuff in any area of our lives, which we absolutely can do. We have to believe that things are different first. Now, stick with me, right? You don't have to become full-on delusional. But what we are going to do is we're going to start holding a vision of things being different. And really what we're doing is tapping into our imagination. Now, here's the thing. Subconscious mind is so powerful, right? So, so, so powerful and also really dumb, right? So let's utilize that and use it to our advantage because the subconscious mind does not know the difference between real or imagined. And so what we want to do is we want to imprint this new idea into our mind as much as possible so that it becomes real. It feels natural, right? Now, if we think about certain famous people that have really spoken about this. Now, you can call this manifestation if you want. You can call it creation. You can call it visualization. doesn't matter. It's the same principle that's firing, right? What you believe, you then project out. This is quantum physics. We could go down this whole rabbit hole. But it's law of attraction, effectively, right? What you hold in your mind, you're going to then attract to you. So that is great, provided you're holding pictures of things in your mind that you want. And most of us are not. Most of us are... Very unconscious, very reactive. Okay, so Jim Carrey spoke out about this, that before he got his first big gig, which was Dumb and Dumber, um, every single night he used to go in his car and go to this like, lookout and he used to visualize getting a big, you know, a big job, getting a check. He, he even wrote a check for $10 million and put it in his wallet, and he put a date on it. Now, this is genius, because this is exactly what we do, right, when we're setting goals. You set a very specific, clear goal. His goal was $10 million by a certain date, and within 
a month of that date, he got offered Dumb and Dumber, which was $10 million. Now, that is not a coincidence, right? He made that happen. He created that by being somewhat, you could say, delusional, right? But really, he's being creative. So instead of sitting there going, oh my gosh, I'm a failed actor and it's never going to work out and I'm not good enough and, and all this kind of BS, you know, which is very easy to do, instead he chose to utilize his time and his mind to focus on what he was going to create. And what he did was bring it in the present, right? So when we visualize what we're really doing is we're imagining what it's like to be there now. And of course, the subconscious mind, which does not know the difference between real or imagined, is like, oh, oh, we're a, you know, a $10 million actor with a big role. Okay. And then it starts attracting. It starts pulling in things, which is why that happened. I actually heard a story yesterday about uh, Gerard Butler, the actor, and he um, he was a lawyer before he was an actor, and he got all the way through, and he was a trainee lawyer. He did, you know, years of study and all that kind of stuff. And uh, he was saying he was the first trainee lawyer ever to get fired because in Scotland because um, they just said, this is not for you, is it? Because he didn't want to be there because what he really wanted was to be an actor. So they fired him, which was then the catalyst for him to move to London where he then did what he actually wanted, which was become an actor. And obviously he did very well at that because he had thought about it for years, right? Now, how many people and artists and celebrities can we think of they have a very similar story, yeah? Like, you know, the Beyonce's from a little, from a little kid, they knew they were born performers. They already embodied their identity, right? All of these people. I have had two guests who really got me with this. It really stood out how much they utilized this principle, right? And that was the last guest that I had who climbed Mount Everest and also my boxing trainer who's a world champ Muay Thai fighter. And both of them, when I asked them about, did you ever believe, you know, that you couldn't do it or anything like that? They're like, no, they knew they were going to do it. You know, Victoria, she knew she was a champion before she was one. And, and the same with, with Booker, he knew he was going to climb Mount Everest and he only focused on that. And that is not an accident that these people achieve these big things, right? This is how we all do it. And you know what? We're actually doing it all day, every day, whether we, whether we accept that or not, it's happening because whatever we identify as, we are creating more of. So right now, if you're, if you're sitting here listening to this, it's probably because you're not getting what you want. But you're still creating that, right? And I know initially that can be quite hard to hear, especially if you look around at your life and you're like, this sucks. But there's power in that because if you created it, you can uncreate it. You can create something different, right? So if, for example, you identify right now and all your thoughts and focus is going towards how unworthy you are, how overweight you are, how unattractive you are, how unlovable um, you are, however, abandons you. Now, these are really common ones, right? Which is why I could just rattle them off so quickly. And also, just for the record, all beliefs I used to carry and do not anymore, okay? So it can absolutely be changed with a matter of, you know, awareness and then focus. And then it's a decision, right? And most people, honestly, this is where most people fall down. They don't do that. They, they accept feeling crap. They accept average health, average love, average money, a job that they hate. Most people settle for that. Why? Because it's more comfortable. 
Why? Because the alternative can be unpleasant uh, at times where you have to grow, you know, and you've got to feel stuff that it's easier to, to avoid. It's easier to bypass some other way. Everyone has their own ways, right? I've spoken about this many times before, um, their own mask of choice kind of thing. And so what we want to do, right, is firstly, we want to get really honest with ourselves. When we look around at our life, how do we actually feel about it? Like, are we actually happy with, you know, our happiness, our health, our love, and our wealth? Now, remembering that when it comes to what's realistic and what's possible, there are billionaires on this planet. There are there are people who have walked on the moon. There are rocket scientists. My my uh, mum's partner is actually a rocket scientist who literally builds rockets and fires them into space. So, you know, literally, we can do whatever we want. How, now, he knew that from a very young age, so that's what he was going to do. He identified as that, and guess what? He then created it. Not an accident, right? So, what do we choose? Since we are creating everything all the time, whether we accept that or not, and if you don't accept it, then you're probably not listening to this anyway, right? But when we go, oh, shit, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually making all this stuff happen. And the next step in this is, so awareness is key, right? We want to actually look at the choices that we're making and the things that are actually occurring in our life, especially the repeating patterns, right? Like if you find yourself in the same relationship over and over and over again, guess what, babe? <laughs> You're it. Like you are the theme there. Okay, so we want to understand what's going on at the deeper part of you that you keep attracting that same thing. Now, I can guarantee you that if you are attracting you know, toxic relationships or relationships that just are not feeling good to you, you're not focused on what you want, you're focused on what's in front of you. And what happens when we do that is that our subconscious mind is literal, right? So remember we've talked about this where the conscious part of our mind is 5% and the unconscious, the subconscious part is 95%. And that part is responsible for A, our safety and keeping us alive, but also seeking out more. So it's it's very responsive, right? So whatever you focus on, it will find evidence of. So if you're, you know, let's say, let's use the relationship example. Let's say you've had 20 of the same person. Now I did this, by the way, guys. So this is, this is there's no shame, no judgment around here ever. Um, I was having the same experience over and over and over and over and over again. And then I had to look at myself and realize, oh, there's actually parts of me at the deeper level that do not feel safe. And because I did not feel safe around men, because I had fear around men, um, I was actually creating these experiences that were self-sabotaging, aka self-protection, right off the bat because I didn't feel safe around men, so I picked men that wouldn't hang around because that was actually me trying to protect myself at a deeper level, right? The conscious part of me, though, was like, what the heck is wrong with me? Everyone leaves me. So guess what? That's a cool belief to have, right? So guess what? Oh, everyone leaves me. So my subconscious is like, all right, boys, listen up. Let's find evidence of this. Let's pick more people who are going to leave to validate that belief. That is literally how powerful we are. And guess what? When I change those beliefs, my experience is completely changed. 
This is not a coincidence, right? This is literally how powerful we are, how absolutely powerful we are. So one of the things that I really want to remind everyone of, because every single person always needs this reminder, is that we can be self-aware, we can we can look at what's going on without judgment, without shame, without connecting stories about us being a failure or unworthy or not good enough, or none of that crap. And most people don't want to look at stuff because of that, because it makes them feel bad. But it only makes them feel bad because of the meaning that they've assigned to it, right? So if we look at this relationship example again, I used to feel bad. I'd be like, oh, I just don't want to date because, you know, it would trigger this feeling of being abandoned or not good enough. But see, the problem was it wasn't the dating that was the issue. It was my belief and my feeling that I was, you know, abandonable. Is that a word? (laughs) That I was someone who was always abandoned, always rejected, um, that I was unworthy, that I was unattractive, that I was not good enough, that I didn't feel safe around men. And when I identified that that was the actual thing that was driving it, that I didn't feel safe around men. Now, and I had reason to feel like that, okay? So it's not about ignoring things. But when I understood that, hey, oh my gosh, I developed this belief, this fear around men, that they're not safe as a way of protecting myself. When I was a kid, I saw a bunch of stuff and I was like, this will not be my life. No one will treat me like this ever. I will never allow myself to be treated like this. And so then my mind being so powerful then created that experience for me. So then I created new stories though, right? Because then I had new experiences of men who were flaky and unreliable and where I had to really be in charge all the time, right? And so then I created new beliefs and stories, not understanding that it was all coming from me. And this is why of the subconscious my needs to be a understood and be harnessed because it is driving our life 24 7 it is creating our experience of life based on past experiences constantly whether we like it or not and so for so many of us where we've had past experiences that really hurt us or we were taught that we were unworthy, that we're not good enough, that we, we learned to feel like a burden. We took on some really awful negative beliefs. We are just going to keep reliving that until we change our belief. And so often right, we're waiting on the external circumstances to change in order for us to feel better. But our external circumstances are literally being created by our belief system. Right? Now think about this. Now there was a relationship in particular, that this was not a romantic relationship. This was a a close family member. And I absolutely transformed this situation by changing the stories and the beliefs that I carried. And it blew my mind. Um, There's actually a couple of stories, but this one that I'm going to share today. So I had so much rage at this person. I felt because they triggered all these feelings, right, of being rejected, abandoned, not feeling good enough, like uh, not feeling chosen, feeling like I didn't matter, all these sorts of things. So basically, because I was always pissed, quite frankly, um, I was never going to be able to approach that person with like a clean slate, right, because every interaction I was dragging in all this other stuff at an unconscious level. Now, one day, 
I'd started doing this journaling practice where I actually allowed myself to feel my true feelings and I'd rage write, <laughs> right? Rage on a page. And I'd start writing as if I was speaking to this person, but I'd say exactly what I felt. Now, you don't send this letter, all right? The whole purpose is that you get to actually hold space for yourself. You actually get to process your own emotions because our emotions have nothing to do with anyone else, right? So I didn't need to even have this conversation with that person. I needed to prioritize my own emotional well-being, right? Because it's my responsibility. So I sat down and I started writing and I let out all this angry stuff. And then what's cool with this is that you start to become objective after that, right? And journaling is really cool for this. It takes you out of your emotional part of your brain back into the logical. So you can start seeing things from different perspectives. Now, as I was writing, as I released the anger, I wrote something and it was something to the effect of, you never support me or something like that. And then I asked myself, is that actually true? And when I reflected on it, I was like, no, that's not true at all. And when I started looking for evidence, right, of the support, guess what? I found it and I found it in abundance. But because I'd been so focused on my old story of unsupported, unloved, not good, you know, not good enough, I couldn't, I literally couldn't see that because I'd trained my brain to look for things that validated my belief, right? Now, this is so powerful. This is why we have to be aware of our thoughts, our beliefs, and sit with our own emotions because our triggers are never about someone else. It's always what it triggers within us. So even if you think, oh, I'm so angry because you said this to me, well, you're only angry because what they said triggered something within you that you already believe. And it's something to do with not being good enough, not being worthy, abandonment. One of those sort of negative things, that's always what's going on. Always, right? So we have so much power by by actually asking ourselves, okay, what is this triggering within me? And then we can go, oh, it's actually showing me that there's still a part of me that doesn't feel good enough. Okay, cool. And then we can start focusing that energy instead of getting angry at other people, on ourselves. How can I make myself feel more loved, more chosen, more worthy? How can I pour out my own cup, right? How can I pull all my energy back and focus it on myself and make myself the happiest version of myself, right? And this is what we're doing by being so intentional with the direction of our life, the direction and the focus of our thoughts. Instead of just being reactive, being unconscious, playing out the same old cycles over and over again, blaming everyone else, nah, it's never about them. It's not... It's not about the external world. The external world is simply a mirror based on how our mind is focusing and filtering, right? And I've talked about this a bunch of times before, the subconscious process called generalized distort delete, which it has to have because our mind is so so perceptive, it picks up on millions of pieces of information a second, which it cannot physically process. So it filters down to about 132 pieces per second. And it chooses that based on your beliefs, which is why I say, if you believe to your core you are unworthy, you are a failure, you are broke, you are unattractive, you are only going to find evidence because you have literally programmed your mind to filter your reality for that. Which means there is evidence to the contrary all around you, but you literally can't see it until you start shifting your focus. And the moment you start asking better questions like, 
um, how am I like, how am I so supported? You know, like who are the people that really support me? You'll be able to find it. And so often that question of, is that actually true? That will transform everything. I've had, I, it's a, it's a gold question. I use it multiple times a day, you know, like mums, mums are a big one. They're like, I'm not a good enough mum. I'm like, is that actually true? No. So where's that coming from? You know, I'm yet to meet someone that doesn't initially come in with a, a belief of not being good enough. But we're taught this at a cultural, at a societal level, right? We are taught that our worth, our value comes from what we do, what we have and what other people think about us. So we're, we're set up to be in this energy of hustle, striving. You have to earn your worth. And what that implies is that you are not good enough as you are, that you're already in lack, not you're born inherently worthy, but instead it's that you need to become worthy. So you need to spend the rest of your life trying to prove it, trying to earn it. So buy my, you know, buy these products, buy these clothes, put, inject things into your face, lose weight, like look younger, whatever, whatever it is for everyone, right? But that is the message that's the problem. So what if we own or reverse it? I've got Missy, uh, Missy Elliott in my head, flip it and reverse it, you know, like that's the key. We, we need to flip it and reverse it. And we have to become the master of our own thoughts. Because if you think 70 to 80,000 thoughts a day, how many of them are going on what you actually want versus focusing on stuff that you don't want that's in front of you right now, therefore creating more neural pathways, creating more of an experience of that, okay? So something to start really thinking about because you are so powerful. You are in control. You are in charge. You can create anything and you can do it quickly, by changing your thoughts, you can have a very different experience, a very different reality. Even in this moment, even if you've got some drama going on, as you change your perspective of that drama, you can straight away feel peaceful about it without the actual circumstance changing. Seriously, that is how powerful you are. And when you can identify the actual fear or the limiting belief that's being triggered underneath it, that you can then start to heal that instead of being reactive, right? Now, I just thought to end today, I want to show you guys how powerful your mind is in terms of not knowing the difference between real or imagined, right? So what I'm going to invite you guys to do is just to get, get comfy for a couple of minutes, just, you know, pause it if you need to. And we're going to do a little visualization exercise. Okay. So close your eyes. Yep. And I want you to imagine that it is Friday night. It's summer. It's not too hot. You're just pulling up into your driveway after the most amazing week of your entire life. You had so many wins. Your work is just the greatest thing ever. Like it just fulfills you so much. You're so excited by it. You get to to be in your purpose every single day. You're making such a difference to people around you. You're getting paid more than you've ever received before and it makes you so happy because the money isn't even relevant anymore. The people that you get to impact, the difference that you're making, you can see it. All day, every day, you're getting emails and texts and messages from people telling you how much you've transformed them, how much better their life is because of you. 
And so you're driving into your driveway, got your favorite song cranking on the stereo. You're in your, your dream car. And you pull up to a house and it's so beautiful. And it's that awesome time of day where it's kind of golden light. And you pull into the driveway. You hop out of the car. You walk through the front door. And there is the most delicious smell floating through the house. It's your favorite meal. You walk into the kitchen. And the love of your life is there cooking you dinner, celebrating another amazing week. And you walk up to them and they give you a massive hug. And it's the sort of hug that makes you feel like you're at home. This is your best friend on earth. The one that you waited for your whole life. The love of your life. And they they tell you how proud they are of you. And they hand you a glass of your favorite drink. And you guys go outside. Sit on the deck and you talk about your day. And you celebrate the wins of that week. You're so excited. Both of you have achieved amazing things, and not in a hustle way, but in a fulfillment way. And you just get to sit there and be together and laugh because you guys have so much fun together. Okay? So this is the sort of thing that you guys can do, right? All the time. And the more specific, the more clear, the better. And I mean, imagine... You know, walking into your dream business, imagine the the jingle of the keys in the door, putting it in the door, turning the lock. What does that building look like? What clothes are you wearing? What perfume do you wear? How do you style your hair? You know, how do you spend your weekends? What does your house look like? Design all of it. Vision boards, right? This is why vision boards are so powerful. Because the more you look at things, the more you embed it in your subconscious mind, therefore it becomes natural, therefore you start attracting it to you because your mind believes you already have it, okay? So this that was just a little example, right? But this is the stuff that I do every single day. I walk through, in my mind, I imagine being there already in the scenes that I want. Um, and I, it makes me cry every single day because it feels so real, because it is real. It's becoming real, Yeah. So I would love to hear from you guys. How is that experience for you? What are you going to do with this now that you know? Um, and of course, if you're here, if you want one-on-one support, just reach out. I have some capacity at the moment and I have my self-study options too. So there's always stuff being made. There's always stuff that's coming. So if you're not sure, but you want some change, just message me and we'll chat. But I'm so proud of you guys for showing up, for being here. Keep going. All right. You're so close. You're so close to the next level, to the breakthrough. You're powerful beyond measure. You can absolutely achieve anything you want. And as always, I'm here cheering you on. So cheers to you. I will see you guys next week. Have an awesome week. Ciao for now. Thank you for listening. I would love to hear your key takeaways and aha moments from this episode. And I just want to remind you that you can do amazing things. You're incredible, and if no one else today has told you they believe in you, I do. Only a certain kind of person listens to a podcast like this. The best one. Go get him.